the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That uh, cryptocurrency is in some kind of trouble, but uh, I got to be honest with you, I don't get it. The cryptocurrency thing, I don't, I don't understand. But apparently, it's getting hit hard because of the inflation report today, and I don't know what uh, fake currency means, right? How does it, how does this work? You want to call me and give me an idea of how this works? If you can explain this to an idiot like me. I would love to hear from you. The number for this program, if you want to join the conversation, is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. That's 888-LA-TALKS. I will bet that many of us listening to this actually have no idea um, how the Bitcoin thing works. And uh, maybe you can explain exactly why um, we should be paying attention to it or should we just ignore it. I actually have some Bitcoin only because I followed that Super Bowl ad where you hold your phone up to the little bouncing uh, QR code around the screen. Do you remember that? And then they gave you $15. They made you spend a dollar at least to do it. But I did it. Okay, now I have it. So um, maybe somebody can explain to me what the deal is with with Bitcoin as we get started. Other things that we're going to talk about in the show today, uh, some thoughts about what to teach in school as some things are being uh, required to be taught in school. National Today is National Root Canal Appreciation Day. Uh, So that's something to celebrate, National Root Canal Appreciation Day. Also expected energy shortfalls in California and uh, a few other things. So we're live in Southern California from KKLA in Los Angeles, also on KPRZ in San Diego from 3 to 5 each and every weekday, bringing you to the conversation for encouragement, some fun, but also some important thought about the day, the issues of the day from a Christian perspective. The number again, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS. You can also send an email to me right here at the show, SoCalLive at KKLA.com is our email address, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right, I got Daniel in Glendale who's going to talk to us about uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Daniel, uh, go ahead. Uh, tell us about Bitcoin. How does this even work? Why should we care? Should we care? Oh, we lost Daniel. We lost Daniel. So Daniel might have, uh, maybe he didn't hear the uh, news that Bitcoin is in trouble and uh, I alerted him to the fact and now he's in a panic. Uh, I don't know. I look at that, the app that I downloaded for that and I've noticed it, you start out with $15 and it's sort of bounced around between about 14 and $17. And I guess the game is when it hits 17, you sell and then you buy it again at 14 and you keep doing that. And uh, there's got to be something wrong with that. Maybe that finally, finally blew. Uh, Oh, we got. uh, Do we have Daniel again? Oh, okay, we don't. All right. Uh, I thought Daniel was trying to call. Maybe maybe now he needs prayer because uh, he lost everything with uh, the Bitcoin. Anyway, I hope that you, if you're listening to this, uh, are not panicked about that. Uh, don't panic. You know, the, the inflation rate, yeah, it's crazy, 8.3%. You know, people are trying to say, oh, it went down. It did. It went down from 8.5 to 8.3. Uh, that's still not good. Eight is super, super high. It makes everything more expensive. I've noticed, I think every time I go out, I see something that is just shocks me about how expensive it is. I got over the impact with the gas a while ago, and I am doing the the Shaquille O'Neal method where I fill up at about halfway, and then it doesn't feel so bad. Uh, it doesn't feel like I'm spending as as much money. 
888-528-2557 is the number. Hey, I want to talk about a few things today going on in the news, a story that I thought I would I would talk about. There are, there are some pretty serious things happening um, in the uh, United States today. The Senate um, was not able to pass a bill that would have codified abortion rules from Roe versus Wade. It lost 51 to 49. 51 to 49 party line vote, except that uh, Democratic senator from Kentucky, uh, Manchin, decided not to vote for it. This is what Senator Manchin had to say uh, about that today. The bill we have today to vote on, the Women's Health Protection Act, and I respect people who support, but make no mistake, it is not Roe v. Wade codification. It's an expansion. It wipes 500, 500 state laws off the books. It expands abortion. And with that, that's not where we are today. We should not be dividing this country further than we're already divided. And it's, it's really the, the, the politics of Congress that's dividing the country. It's not the people. They've, they're telling us what they want. And uh, it's just disappointing that uh, we're going to be voting on a piece of legislation, which I will not vote for today. It's uh, an interesting response. Still, still, Roe versus Wade is the law of the land. The Supreme Court has not reversed that yet, as far as we know. We we think that may be coming. We thought that was coming anyway, but it still hasn't happened. What Senator Manchin is pointing out is that what this would have done is wipe out all of the state laws and sort of take it out of the people's hands. And here's the thing. This would have, when he says it would have expanded abortion, it would have made abortion legal all the way until the end of the ninth month. And uh, that actually turned off some other people in the Senate who support abortion, including uh, Alaska Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski, who said, I strongly support women's reproductive freedoms, um, euphemism for abortion, uh, including the right to abortion. I think it's mostly that. Established by Roe and Casey, I also believe, and this is the key statement, I also believe in limited government and an individual's liberty to make choices about their own health. And so what she's getting at is that the federal government, the Senate, tried to expand basically abortion rights against what people actually think. This is the politic of what is going on with this this week, is after kind of the uproar and the SCOTUS leak, SCOTUS Supreme Court of the United States leak of the draft opinion that would have outlawed Roe and Casey, doesn't outlaw abortion. Um, not at all. In fact, uh, our state, it um, doesn't touch it at all. Our state is going to have uh, expanded rights, uh, probably, for abortion, including you and me are going to be paying for abortions for, our, for people in other states. And uh, that's going to be part of what California is going to be about. So that's going to be about half the states are going to increase access to abortion and freedoms for abortion. And the other half are going to restrict them in different ways. Some will restrict it altogether. Most are restricting it to a certain number of of weeks. And what uh, Senator Murkowski is getting at and what uh, Senator Manchin is saying is that we need to let states do that. And what they're really saying is that the voters in our state, the voters who would be electing them, who they are accountable to eventually, don't want uh, abortion on demand through nine months. Generally speaking, the polls are, if you just poll Americans, what do they think? Americans in poll after poll after poll are in favor of abortion for the first trimester. After that, they are increasingly against it. In third trimester, abortions overwhelmingly against it, completely against it. All age groups, all groups of people against it. And so it's kind of shocking when our politicians want to uh, maintain. In fact, we're one of, what, six countries in the world who allows abortion right up until 
um, the final month. Most countries limit it to about 15 weeks, um, some 12, including European countries, who you might have thought were uh, you know liberal on it. Turns out we are the most extreme uh, in the world on that subject, the United States. But that is what our, our laws have been allowed to do. That's not where Americans are. That's not where Americans are at all. And I know that we have, um, you know, a lot of our audience will be anti-abortion even in that first tri- trimester. But the polls say that in our country, uh, a lot of people will make reason for it uh, in that first trimester. And that's what Congress ultimately is going to uh, realize is that they're not going to be able to pass this. It's going to be a state-to-state issue if it's true, if it's true that the uh, Supremes um, send it back to the states, which is what they're doing. All right, so that's a big deal. That is a developing story as it happens. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557, if you want to join our conversation here on Southern California Live. It is uh, an amazing day here in Southern California. If you've been outside to look around, um, it is fantastic. This is the kind of day that is the reason people move to Los Angeles, the reason people move to Southern California. As you look outside, you can see all the way to the, uh, to the ocean. You can see the mountains. You realize the mountains are there. Isn't it beautiful? A, a fantastic, fantastic day. Good to be here. All right. A, um, another story that uh, I want to get to. This is from Monday. Wanted to get your thoughts uh, about this. There's a lot of discussion about what kinds of things ought to be taught in classrooms. Usually we're talking about what to take out or what not to teach. This is going to be something to teach. And once again, we go back to the state of Florida. There's a lot of different um, rationale for what should the state require uh, to be taught that might be outside of basic math or English or things like that. In the state of Florida, they, public school teachers will now be required to dedicate at least 45 minutes of instructions on Victims of Communism Day, which is a day that is celebrated uh, on uh, May 8th, um, uh, May 9th every year. And Victims of Communist Day, uh, Communism Day would be to teach students about communist leaders around the world and to show people how people suffered under those regimes. There is an increasing number of people who believe that communism is okay. There is an increasing number of people who believe that communism is the way we ought to go. Um, and not just socialism, but actual more, and maybe the idea is not communism as much as it's totalitarianism or authoritarianism. And you'd be surprised. Those numbers are going up on each side, the right and the left. More and more people are saying authoritarianism and that type of government is okay, and maybe that's what we need. And uh, this kind of bill that's happening in Florida is a way to talk about why um, that's not okay. And maybe it's because I think it's because we have not um, we have not taught this in our culture. We haven't seen it. The Cold War has been over for a long time, except I think it's back now, most likely. But we're not seeing it as communism. Um, I think that we're seeing it, though, as the, the same thing. The same thing that Putin is doing in Ukraine is exactly the same result of communism. Today, the Chinese government is doing invasion drills around Taiwan. They are practicing for it. Um, and, you know, that's something that you see is that in order for this to continue, in order for authoritarian governments to succeed, they have to continue to grow. They have to continue to take property. People are not moving. See, the, in fact, any government, ultimately, you need people to keep – you need your population to keep growing. 
one of the reasons that European nations are, are in, in our nation also are so welcoming of refugees. Part of it is because we care, but part of it is because we need to have growth in order to support our social programs. More workers, more people paying taxes to support the generations now, the boomer generation, and pretty soon the Gen X generation, who are a lot of people who are going to rely on those programs, and there's not enough workers coming up behind them. Most of our countries, as far as birth rate, including the United States now, we are not replacing our people as far as birth rate. You need about 2.1 births per woman in a country um, in order for the country to maintain its population. Otherwise, you need immigrants. Otherwise, you need people to move in. And that is one of the reasons why, um, other than, you know, we should bring in refugees and have that kind of uh, mindset, I think, in a democracy, in, a, in freedom-loving countries, we do, we care. And that happens. That's why you're having you know, Ukrainian refugees settled all throughout the United States and other countries. But there is another political reason. And the reason is that if that country isn't growing, then those programs, those government programs that people rely on, you can't afford them. There's not enough um, tax dollars that goes around to it. And one of the things that we've been noticing, though, is that you know our country, even with all the problems we have today, all of the different things that we struggle with, and the division that we have in our country, people are still fighting to get here. People are still hoping to come here for all kinds of reasons, for religious freedom, for economic freedom, for just the hope that America offers. And, you know, America doesn't promise you that everything will go well and we have our problems, but we are still the best place on earth if you want to keep hope alive for your life, if you want to fulfill your dreams. Uh, It might be hard to buy a house in Southern California if that's the American dream. But there's still hope, hope of building a life, hope of getting out of poverty, hope of avoiding the religious and other oppression that still exists around the world. So the scary thing is that maybe we now have come to a point in generations where we have forgot. We forgot what it was like. We forgot why we fought the Cold War in general. The reason there is a Victims of Communism Day is to remind us that there is a there are victims actual victims. And this is done in Florida. And a lot of this is a very local Florida story. So it makes national news because it's Governor DeSantis and it gives people an opportunity either to praise him or to criticize him, whatever you think about this kind of thing. Um, Actually, there are a handful of states who already celebrate and or commemorate Victims of Communism Day, but Florida will be the first to mandate school instruction on that day. And this is being done. for a lot of reasons. But in Florida, remember, Florida has a lot of Cuban refugees who have suffered from communism, who for them, it's not a distant memory. For them, they came over uh, 90 miles across shark-infested water, risked their lives in order to be here. Uh, This is Governor DeSantis talking about it on Monday. From 1959 to 1974, more than 650,000 Cubans came to the United States to, uh, to flee the oppressive communist regime of Fidel Castro. Many of them came to South Florida, either by plane or by boat, and once they landed, uh, they would be taken right here to the Freedom Tower, where they would receive assistance and began uh, their new life in the United States. And uh, so he begins to do this because communism is a very, very real thing for the people of Florida. And uh, this is the president of Miami-Dade College, who is uh, also uh, celebrating this. This was her comments here. 
This bill is so important because what you don't recognize and don't learn about, you tend to repeat. And so always keeping front and center that there are victims of communism, some that you will never see. That was uh, Madeline uh, uh, Pumaria. Pumariega, I think how you say her name, Madeline Pumariega. She is the first female president to lead Miami-Dade College, and she is fully in support of this. And what she says is exactly right. If uh, you don't teach history right, you're doomed to repeat it. And that is the frightening thing. I don't know how many of you listening, maybe you have a story that you want to tell. Maybe you are a refugee from former communist countries. Um, you can give us a call and tell your story if you'd like. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS. If you are from the former Soviet bloc and uh, you're getting older and there are fewer and fewer people alive who remember what happened in the former Soviet Union, which I don't think is a lot different than it used to be. There are a lot of people here now who maybe you were in Cuba under the regime of Fidel Castro, and uh, it's not any better. Um, they're still having a hard time there. And um, it is, it's a very, very important thing. They passed another bill in Florida designating street names in honor of, of people who uh, were persecuted under communist regimes. Arturo Diaz, Artilles is one, Maximo and Carilia Capdevila and uh, Oswaldo Paya. So these are street names now. It's a big deal, and there's a political angle to it. Of course, uh, DeSantis and those want to make sure that they have the votes. Uh, that's a big part of you know what drives things. But I think that there is a reality to the concern that we have forgotten why it is that we have freedom. We have forgotten what we need to do to hold on to it. And we seem to be in a position where we're very quick to criticize our country for its very real problems. But we seem to misunderstand that we are a country that has been developing better at most of these things. And um, 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to call in and uh, share your thoughts on uh, this matter. And uh, we'll get to your calls here in just a minute. I had the opportunity to go to a former communist country. I was in East Germany when there was an East Germany. I think I've told the story maybe before. But I'll tell you what, moving from West Germany to East Germany, the moment you cross the border, there is a noticeable feel that this is a different place. We crossed the border, and this was maybe 1987 or 88. They still had piles of rubble from World War II because they hadn't gotten around to cleaning it up yet because the organization was so poor. The, there were 10 building projects in the whole city. And I remember the, the communist tour guide, they made us have you know some tour guide get on the bus to tell you how great everything is. And he was bragging about the 10 building projects that they have going on in the city. And you looked at these buildings, you know, relatively large apartment buildings or office buildings, you know, maybe 10 stories tall. And there was only a handful of workers, and I'll never forget a guy mixing cement just looking at our bus and the look on his face, the look of despair, of sadness, no energy for doing anything, everything moving slow. And that is so often the result. And I think sometime, somehow we've lost the idea that this kind of regime is damaging to the human spirit, uh, to say the least. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to, um, uh, which one we got here, number one or number two? We'll... Okay, we're waiting for those calls to uh, to come through here. And uh, so, you know what, as they come on, I'll get to it. Anyway, the, the, the story of 
being in East Berlin, you noticed it right away. They had they had shops that you could go to as Westerners, but if you lived in East Berlin, you weren't allowed to go to those shops. And the Western shops were painted brightly. They were lit up well. People working there seemed a lot more friendly. And me and my buddies, we escaped our tour group for a while and decided to get into town, which was a dumb thing to do, but we were high school, you know, and that's what you do, those kinds of things. And uh, we got in there and... Uh, the other stores that we went to, they shut their doors. They shuttered. They literally shuttered their windows. They turned the little signs around so that they'd say closed. They would not serve us. We were not allowed to talk to them. And we got the idea pretty quickly that we were, even for high schoolers to understand this, that we might have been endangering those people simply by interacting with them. This is why when the wall fell eventually, uh, everybody poured over it. They just stuffed whatever they could on their backs or in their cars, and they left immediately. They left everything behind. Uh, that's real world, my friends. We have to remember this before we repeat it. All right, I'm going to go to the phones. Um, uh, Sul Vaughn here. Uh, you came uh, from Romania, the call screener tells me. Are you there with me? Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, can you yes, tell me a little? Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead and tell us your story. Grew up and was raised in Romania, and we got out in 83, but I was really calling... Uh, in regard to, I'm sure how familiar you are with Richard Brumbrand. He I, did 14 years in Romanian prison for being a Christian. What was his name again? And basically, uh, Richard Brumbrand. Okay. And uh, he started uh, an organization called, uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't think of the name of the organization, but there's a movie out on his life. It's basically called Tortured for Christ. And like I said, basically, you know, one of the things he said that it, the lucky ones were actually the ones that died that were killed fairly quickly. He ended up being tortured for 14 years. See, and that's a that is a story that I think people don't realize that this is what we're talking about. Do you have um, do you have more to add or do you just want to share about that story? I mean, just I mean, I know there's a movie. People should check it out. I'm not a person that uh, is very easily. uh move to cry because of knowing that people are trying to make me cry, but watching that movie and reading the book, it'll break your heart and make you cry and make you, in some ways, realize what real Christianity, what giving giving up of yourself means. Yeah. So yeah. it's a really, really profound book that, you know, I think every Christian out there should, you know, try to pick it up and see, you know, yeah, yeah we, we remember the martyrs in the first century, but there are still martyrs today in Arab countries and communist countries and all these countries. And we're just, you know, we're, yeah, we've, we've, we've had our churches closed, but nothing like you know, we've had right. it in, in those countries. Yeah. So I got to take a break. Um, I thank you for your call and appreciate uh, your story. I'm glad that you made it over here. You said you came over in 83, so a few years before everything changed there in your country. Uh, But really glad that you're here. You're listening to Southern California Live. I am Pastor Scott Furrow, your host, and I'll be back in just a minute. If you want to join the conversation, the number is 888-528-2557. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. California Live. Good to be with you. 
today. Scott Furrow, the number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join in our conversation today, 888-LA-TALKS is the great way to remember that. Uh, If you want to do that, before the break, we were uh, talking about how uh, Victims of Communism Day is now something that has to be taught for um, one day, just one 45-minute session, actually, in Florida schools, but it'll be mandated. Several other schools across the country uh, now um, acknowledge that day, but Florida is the first one to mandate it. And um, we had a caller who was calling from um, – who had grown up in Romania. And if you're not, not familiar with uh, your history – you know, Romania was one of the countries that was in the Soviet bloc of countries, and the people there were very oppressed under the Soviet regime, the communist regime there. And they eventually uh, rose up against their leader, uh, Nikolai Ceausescu. Am I remembering his name right? I think so. And uh, there was uh, a trial and execution by the people on Christmas Day, I think in 1989 or 90. That happened. I remember watching it. That was Christmas Day, watching that uh, at home. And, you know, I'm wondering how many people even remember that. And when we think about wanting more and more government control in our life, wanting to give more and more of our uh, freedoms away in our life, how do we feel about that? And do we recognize that the more government takes, the more abusive it can become, that government's run by human beings? And often that abuse is done under the mindset of, oh, I'm doing something that is right, or I'm doing something that ultimately is best for people. You know, that's that's what they say. The the last caller we had, he mentioned a movie called Tortured for Christ. You can find that that movie online. It's about uh, Pastor Richard Wombrand, uh, who spoke out against atheism in Romania, and he was imprisoned for 14 years uh, in that country. And uh, so I wanted to get that right because it was mentioned by a caller right before the break. Um, Anyway, I think that it's something that we need to be teaching our kids. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't say, hey, there's problems with, you know, capitalistic systems and democracy. We're we're facing those things all the time. Um, But you need to compare them historically to these other regimes. You need to compare them to uh, the things that have happened in Russia and communist China and – all in Cuba, which is what they are really focusing on there in in Florida. All right, 888-528-2557. Still, so nobody has called to explain to me uh, Bitcoin and how that works. Um, I keep seeing a call like maybe on there and uh, see what happens because I was, keep noticing all this panic about the Bitcoin. And I, you know, I went to my app where I got the free $15 from the Super Bowl and it's down to 11. I suppose that's bad if you have thousands and thousands of dollars in there. And uh, it's not even my money, so I guess I don't even care. Uh, I just and I don't get it. Like, should I take that money out? Should I sell that and take the eleven dollars out and uh, buy uh, you know a gallon and a half of gas with it? Something like that, I suppose I should do. Is it real money, or do they just send me monopoly money? I see. I don't get it. I just don't understand uh, the whole thing. So, if you can explain what in the world cryptocurrency is, give me a call eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. If you can do it in a way that lay people like me would understand, I'll bet that a lot of our listeners are not quite sure. And if you're good at that, then I'll ask you to explain the uh, NFTs, the non-fungible tokens. You know what those are? I don't even understand that. It's like people who are selling their digital pictures, which you can get for, you can just download the same picture on the internet, but see, it's not the original file. And there's some way to actually own the original file, and people are are paying a lot of money for that. Uh, Maybe you can explain that to me. I just don't get that. There was a guy... In uh, who sold an invisible statue. He 
in, he invented the statue in his mind, and he could describe the statue in his mind, and he would uh, put these little masking tape things down on the ground and tell people about his sculpture that he did, and he sold this for $18,300. I'm not even kidding. It's made literally out of nothing. An Italian artist uh, several months ago, uh, just last year, sold his invisible sculpture for $18,300. There was a stipulation that said if you're going to display the invisible sculpture that does not exist, you have to make sure that you mark out a a spot on the floor that's big enough to hold it. And I'm not kidding. It's not there. There's nothing tangible. It's, It's an idea for a statue that he just had in his mind. And somebody paid 18300 Why would you do that? Do I just not understand how art works? Am I? Is this just the same as the artistry, you know, the art that's on the wall at the art museum? You know, when you go in there and there's some Picasso and it says, you know, on loan to this museum, donated anonymously, to which you should go to the front desk and say, I'm the one, I'd like it back now. See if they'll give it to you. Turns out it's not as anonymous as they, they tell you. They seem to know. Um that's that's this world we live in, this crazy world we live in, where people will pay a lot of money for absolutely nothing. Uh, so you don't see it. Here's the idea. The idea is you don't see it, but it exists. It's made of air and spirit. That's what this, uh, this sculptor says. Uh, it's a work that asks you to activate the power of the imagination, a power that anyone has, even those who don't believe they have it. $18,000 for this imaginary statue. I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. You know, it does remind me, though, that uh, I have a a painting that I did, and it's a painting of Jesus playing golf with all of his disciples. And uh, it'll fit, you know, on a normal size, like, living room wall or in an art gallery. It's about uh, eight feet uh, wide and four feet tall and uh, kind of like the 16, you know, six by nine thing. And it's Jesus playing golf with his disciples. I, I have thought that, uh, you know, maybe Jesus took the boys out and did some futuristic things with them. And maybe he showed them how to play golf. And uh, that's my painting. Now, I, there's not really a canvas. It's only in my, it's only in my brain. Um, but see, I've thought about this, and it's a beautiful work of art. The greens are green, and the flag is flying uh, on the uh, par five where all the disciples are there waiting for their turn. And uh, if you would like to purchase this, you can reach out to me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Um, just whatever it is that you want to do, you know, uh, we can probably come to a deal from this great work of art that is uh, in my brain. It, you you don't see it, uh, but it exists. I just described it to you. You you probably have a picture in your mind of what it is, and you're right. It's just that I have uh, copyright over that thought you just had as you designed that in your brain. That's mine. I came up with the idea of Jesus playing golf with his disciples and showing them that. Give me a call if you'd like to purchase that. We'll come up with a price. Uh, I said that to my my kids. I was telling them, do you think Jesus told them, hey, one day they're all looking at the moon. One day there's going to be people walking around on that. And my youngest, John, who's just turned 10, he says to me, I'm telling him all these things about conversations that we we were probably led into a serious conversation about the fact that the Gospel of John says that Jesus did all kinds of things and said all kinds of things that we couldn't record. John says there were so many miracles he did, so many amazing things that Jesus did while he walked on this earth that you couldn't write them all down. And you have to think about that. There's only 56 days, I think, of Jesus's life recorded in the New Testament. That's it. And it's not all day, most of the time. 
maybe except for Good Friday, you don't have all day. Uh, you have just snippets of each day. And Jesus is the most famous, the most important person in all of history. We we build our calendar around him, and we only have 56 days and only snippets of things that he said or did. That's amazing. So I was talking to my kids about that, and we were talking about, well, Jesus did other things that just all weren't written down. And somehow I got off on this little tangent about maybe Jesus told them about the future. Maybe Jesus said, hey, you know, one day there's going to be uh, coffee, and maybe made them miraculously a a bunch of coffee, and they all sat around the uh, campfire on the Sea of Galilee, you know, having coffee. Um, and for sure, Jesus did not put cream or Splenda in it, because that's not allowed. Nah, I'm kidding about that part. Uh, am I kidding about the whole thing? Yeah, I'm probably kidding about the whole My 10-year-old, he looks at me in these stories, and he goes, Dad, I don't think you should tell those stories. And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, I, don't th- he says, I think it would be a sin for Jesus to do, to do all of that. And, uh, and therefore he didn't do it because Jesus didn't sin. And I said, well, why do you think it would be a sin for Jesus to share coffee with his disciples or tell them about golf or tell them that one day people will walk on the moon? Why would, why do you think that would be a sin? And he says, because dad, it's a sin to disrupt the space time continuum. That's what my 10 year old said, that Jesus is disrupting the space time continuum by telling the disciples that one day mankind will walk on the moon. And maybe he's right about that, you know, out of the out of the mouth of babes, some kind of uh, wisdom that I had not thought of. And that maybe that is, you know, something that Jesus was not allowed to do. I don't know. You know, you just never know what's going to happen. And, you know, and maybe you're thinking this guy is crazy, you know. Well, that's why you need to support your 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 pastor. Can I tell you something? Tomorrow morning is the Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast right here in uh, Los Angeles. It's actually going to be in Orange County at the Hyatt Regency of Orange County. You can just show up if you haven't signed up. But if you are a pastor or church staff or if you know pastor or church staff, Here's something you can do. You can send them the link. Go to kkla.com. Look for the Pastors Appreciation Breakfast uh, banner and click on that. It's a free breakfast for pastors, church leaders, church administration, church staff, and also it is for first responders. So if you know a police officer or firefighter, ambulance driver, first responder of one kind or another, uh, the breakfast is for them. The speaker is Alan Jackson, a host of Alan Jackson Ministries and pastor of the World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And uh he will be speaking, and it's a great it's a great program. I was at the program in San Diego this morning, and I will be at the Los Angeles version at the Hyatt Regency of Orange County tomorrow morning. Doors open at eight o'clock, and uh, get there. Go to kkla.com to register, or if you know somebody who is a pastor or church worker or first responder, go to kkla.com, find the link, and send it to them. Invite them and say, "Hey, I know you've been stressed out and telling weird stories to your kids. Uh, go." Go to this and be refreshed. Have fellowship with other pastors. Come up with some good ideas of how we can work together as a church. And what we're doing here is this is an opportunity for KKLA to say thank you, to say, hey, we see you. We understand what a challenging time this has been especially. And uh, we just want to say thank you and get together with you and enjoy a good morning. And it's a good it's a good program. It was really good this morning. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow morning. All right, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'll be back in just a few moments. Do not go away. Ground ball, Velasquez throws across.
That was sound from last night at Angel Stadium, where Los Angeles Angels rookie left-hander Reed Detmers made history and threw a no-hitter right here in Southern California. Congratulations, Angels. And, um, you know, I left the, the crowd noise on there a little bit longer because I wanted to point out how exciting that is to watch a no-hitter. Have you ever had the opportunity to see that or something in sports that just rarely happens that doesn't happen very often? I got to see Bud Smith's no-hitter. Uh, he was in the Cardinals against the Padres a long time ago, 20 years ago. And, you know, you're in the visiting it was the visiting team, but still the, the crowd cheers and just celebrates this thing that goes on. The reason I wanted to bring it up is just a little nudge to uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers that the next time you got a pitcher throwing a no-hitter or a perfect game uh, and he only has 80 pitches, don't take him out. Maybe there's a better reason for that. But see, part of the baseball is about the fans, right? It is a, it is a show. It's, it's, it is about the fans. And look at how exciting that is. There's nothing better, in my view, as far as some of the sounds go than a ballpark that is full of people roaring and cheering. The sound of Dodger Stadium in a championship year it's amazing. It's a sound you don't forget. Uh, it's such an exciting thing. Anyway, congratulations, Angels. We are uh, glad uh, for that. And uh, any good stuff going on in, in Southern California sports, we will point out. Uh, L.A. Hockey Kings also won in overtime in Edmonton yesterday. And they're up 3-2 to two in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't know if you follow sports, and uh, but, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of good things happening in Southern California in sports. And uh, you probably can't afford to go because you can't afford the gas to get there. And then the ticket prices are outrageous. But if you figure it out, you know, go take the family, enjoy uh, that time while you can, and just try to ignore some of those other controversies that are there and about. This is Southern California Live. 888-528-2557 is the number. If you want to give us a call and join the conversation, 888-528-2557 is the number. And, uh, you know, today is a, a special day uh, for uh, some people. Today is officially National Root Canal Appreciation Day. Uh, I didn't know that was a thing, uh, that there's a National Root, Cal- Root Canal Appreciation Day. Do you appreciate getting a root canal. Um, You know, actually, I thought about that, and I do, because one time I did have to have a root canal, and I was in so much pain going into it, so much tremendous pain. And it was over New Year's weekend, and everybody's closed. I couldn't get in anywhere. I called my dentist. He said, take an Advil, and that was not doing the trick. And I was just in excruciating pain. And I started to wonder, how do people in countries deal with this when they don't have dentists? You know, if you're living in a country where you just don't have dentistry, like England, and how do you deal with it when your tooth is hurting? How do you deal with it when there isn't somebody to come help you with that? And I thought, well, you must have to pull the tooth on your own. That must be what people do, right? And I started clicking around on online and YouTube and other places to figure out what in the world do do people do when they have a toothache and they just, they're in a place where there's no dentistry. And uh, after a few hours of that day, I started looking around the same websites going, no, seriously, what do people do? Because I was in so much pain. And I found some clip of Nick Nolte from some old movie where he pulls out his tooth. He, he drinks some whiskey or something, and he pulls out his tooth with a pair of pliers. And my wife came into the kitchen and noticed I was watching that video with a pair of pliers right next to my computer screen. And uh, she somehow tracked down, this was New Year's Day a few years ago, she tracked down my dentist at his New Year's Day party and got him to get me uh, a prescription and everything. I'm not sure how she did that. She threatened the answering service or something like that. 
Anyway, I ended up eventually getting a root canal, and it was it was glorious by the time that pain was relieved. I hope you never have to go through through that. So maybe that's why there's a National Root Canal Appreciation Day. Uh, according to the official website, National Root Canal Appreciation Day aims to change uh, the fact that people don't like root canals by teaching people about root canals and to appreciate how dentists help protect teeth for everyone. And it was created in 2005 by dentist Dr. Chris Kramer. And Kramer, according to this website, is not just a dentist. He's a rock and roll dentist. And it turns out that Dr. Kramer was on American Idol and singing songs about, I don't remember this, singing songs about brushing teeth. I think I used to watch American Idol every time during that those early days of it. I guess it's still on. I don't know. Do people watch that stuff anymore? Um, and he was on. He didn't win. Um, uh, Carrie Underwood was one of the, was the winner and she, uh, you know, he was inspired though. She was inspired by her song, Jesus take the wheel. She was inspired by his song, Jesus take the drill. And, uh, now I'm making that part up. Anyway, it's national root canal, uh, appreciation day. Here's how you're supposed to celebrate it. Uh, if you love your dentist and, uh, if your dentist takes loving care of your teeth, you can celebrate this holiday by sending them a card with an attached gift. That's what it says. So, uh, you know, if you love your dentist, if you thought they did a good job in the root canal, um, send in your, uh, you know, send them a gift. If you do not like your dentist in particular, then the next time you're going to the dentist, eat a whole box of Oreos before you go in there. And uh, I guess you could do that. I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about here. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. If you've got a uh, story about appreciating root canals, uh, you can uh, call. I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me about the the currency, the cryptocurrency, and why this is a big deal, why people are freaking out about it declining in so much value today. I just don't understand it. I know why it's a big deal if you've invested in it. I understand that, but I do not understand why, uh, how it works. I don't get it. And I'm still looking, I'm looking for someone to explain it in a simple way. And I've never met that person. Are you that person? Can you help us out? 888-528-2557. Nobody's called about this probably because no one can actually do it. Uh, you know, I think that might be, uh, that might be the case. Uh, anyway, um, other things that are happening today in in the news are, are of course, um, lots of people are still signing up for streaming services like Disney. Do you do you sign up for that, or are we mad at Disney for more than just the bad Star Wars movies? Uh, I think that um, that is where, if you're not liking Disney's involvement with things uh, or other companies, maybe that's what happens in the investment side of things. But uh, I'm not too sure about that. Um, anyway. You know, it's uh, this morning at the pastor's breakfast, you know, one of the things that was there is during the COVID, you know, we didn't get to have these kinds of events and they're just coming back and lots of people haven't seen each other those whole two years. Have you gone two years without seeing people? It's been over two years since the shutdown. One of the things that is just a profound realization is how great it is to worship with other believers. I love it that we can go to an event where you're with believers who don't go to your church, but they're believers the same, and you can sing and worship God together, and you have something in common. You have something fantastic that you can share. That's part of being a Christian. That's part of of something that you have. It's called brotherly love. It's Philadelphia. That's what Philadelphia means, brotherly love. The original definition for brotherly love is Christian love. 
the idea came out of the Church of Jerusalem where people were amazed that people loved each other based on the fact that they were Christians, not based on their their ethnic heritage. Most of them were Jewish at the beginning, but then they started to love Samaritans and they started to love Gentiles and they started to love anybody who would come to Christ. And it became such an important thing. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, it says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. When we keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters, that's brotherly love. That's how we, and don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. See, the first one is the love of other people based upon their Christianity, brotherly love. But the second one, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. That kind of hospitality is a different kind of love. It's love for other people for the sake of their humanity, where we just love people because they're human beings just like us, made in the image of God. And then it says, continue to remember those who are in prison. I was listening to a, an audio book today on the drive here. And uh, the author was talking about his prison ministry and how amazing it is when you go into prison ministry and some of the people who are in there are in there for doing horrendous things, usually very violent things. And yet there are so many pastors, people going to seminary, becoming pastors while they're in prison. There are tremendous prison ministries going on. Maybe you have seen this or been a part of it. And I've been a part of that. And it resonated because I thought, you know, the interesting thing is you go in there and you maybe have some trepidation about being in a prison or being around dangerous people, and then you get into the prison church service and all that goes away. And you realize that, you know, salvation is for all who come to Jesus Christ. And Jesus died for, for everybody. And these people are, this author said that these people are so free in prison because they've come to know Jesus Christ. And that's the freest they've ever been in their life. And obviously they want to get out and uh, they're going to do their time and whatever. But they've been freed from the guilt of their sin. They, they have remorse and they have feelings about it, but they know that their Savior has forgiven them. And they'll do their time in the justice system, however that works, but the Lord has forgiven them. That's a great thing about our faith is that we are able to leave what is behind and press on towards the future. We're leaving behind two years of COVID and all kinds of controversy and stuff. Can I encourage you to lean in towards the future, to lean in at what God is calling you to do in this, this next year, in this next season? We're all kind of in a new season of life. What is God calling you to do and to trust him, to take care of your past and to give you a bright future that happens when you follow him, that happens when you love Christ, it helps you love other people. Uh, Do that. Think of things that way. You're listening to Southern California Live. We got hour two coming up here in just a minute. We're going to talk about the upcoming energy crisis and maybe you have some ideas for how to save energy. We would love to hear them. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is the Wednesday, May 11th edition of Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.